to Biblical Talks Podcast with Michael Tolliver. This podcast is dedicated to biblical teaching and having worldview discussions from a biblical perspective. Here is today's podcast. Beloved, let's continue to glean through the book of Jude. Let's look at verse 5 through 11. Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not stay within their position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept an eternal change on the gloomy darkness until the judgment of the great day. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah in the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursuit unnatural desires, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Yea, in like manner, these people also rely on their dreams, defied the flesh, rejected authority, and blasphemed the glorious ones. But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemy judgment, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these people blaspheme all that they do not understand, and they are destroyed by all that they, like unreasonable animals, understand instinctively. Woe to them, for they walk in the way of Canaan and abandon themselves for the sake of gain, to Balaam error and punishment and corporal rebellion. I just want to remind you, Jude said, of some example of God's judgment against apostate. Beloved, please take notice of verse 5. Jude said, now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew it, great is the sin of those who despise unchanging truths. The reason why they despise unchanging truths, doctrine, teaching, is because they have itching ears. Not humble, not obedient ears. Christians must not only receive the word, but retain the truth of God's word. Our memories must be in the heavenly storehouse of treasuries of precious truths. Not like an hourglass of sand, which are full but for, but for a moment, but run out of sand real soon. Beloved, we should never run out of love, faith, and hope. Jesus was the only preacher who made his congregation smaller with his preaching. He would have big crowds following him, and then Jesus would come up with a line like, Unless you deny your mother and father, yeah, your own life, you cannot be my disciple. The Bible said those people left. Why? Because he never, Jesus never let the crowd control the truth. Jude gives us six examples of apostasy in the past. Before we glean through this session, let me give you the definition of apostasy. Apostasy means an abandonment of one's faith or religion conviction. It is a conscious decision to depart from God. And it is and it is never unplanned. Now, Jude remind them in verse 5 that in the wilderness, Israel in unbelief was destroyed. And it is an example that God does judge apostasy. Now, when Israel came to Kadesh Barnar, they refused to enter the promised land. Listen, beloved. God 
wonderfully delivered the nation of Israel out of Egyptian bondage. Only to have them respond in unbelief, doubting, defecting from the faith in God that he could bring them into the promised land. Numbers 13, 25. Even to the extent of worshiping idols that they made with their own hands. As well as murmuring against God instead of adorning him. Exodus 16 and 7 through 12. Now, that apostate generation died during 38 years of wandering in the wilderness. Except for Caleb and Joshua. But this is what blows my mind. Israel had used their children as an excuse for not going to the land. And God said, but your little ones, which ye said shall be a prey. They will I bring in and they shall know the land which you have despised. Numbers 14, 31. Listen, beloved. In our lives, we sometimes use our children well-being as an excuse for not serving the Lord. While that may sound noble, what is really said is that it believes that God isn't thinking about children and God is not going to take care of our children. God will take care of them and us when we obey him. The new generation of Israel did cross the Jordan River and they did enter the promised land, even as God had promised. However, the generation that had rebelled and depart from the faith, they were destroyed in the wilderness. And they are the first example that Jude gives. Jude's second illustration is in verse 6. The fall of evil angels from their primary realm during Noah's generation. This is the reason why God destroyed the world by the flood the first time. Only Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord because he maintained a separation between humans and angels. Sometime in the past, they didn't keep their first estate, referring back to angels. And the angels who did not stay within their position of authority but left their proper dwelling. Listen, God does not allow for co-mingling of angels and humans. The diffusion sexually into the realms of human beings breaks the structure of creation. Homosexuality is another breaking of structure creation. Sexual relationship between men and animals, which is called bestiality, is yet another example. God keeps a clear distinction between the categories of creation. It would be a grand mess if categories of creation began to co-mingle. A half animal and a half man is not a good thing. Now this word dominion, this word dominion means an order of importance, honor, and position. The angels did not keep their exalted position in God's presence. They abandoned their high place and defied themselves with women. This is a form of sexual perversion. Perversion produced the Genesis flood. Peter said in 2 Peter 2 and 4, For if God did not spare the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell, he has kept an eternal change on gloomy darkness to be reserved for judgment. Listen, the word under, U-N-D-E-R, means under the authority of darkness. God placed these angels in a place of no light. 
And that's where you can tell where people are at. When people talk, speak, listen, where they go, what they do, you can see whether or not they are under darkness. Just watch, y'all. Beloved, just watch people. Listen. You can tell real quick who's under the authority of darkness. Now, in verse 7, Jude, third example of apostasy in the past. He mentioned Israel in their unbelief. The angel which kept not their first estate. Now the people of Solomon and Gomorrah and the cities about them. These cities were so completely judged that they probably are buried beneath the dead sea today. Some people believe that they have located them. Now whether that's true or not, it's not important. The important thing is to know that God destroyed these cities because the people defied their flesh. They was given over to homosexuality in Solomon. It is very interesting that in our language today, these words has kind of flipped. Sodomy is called homosexuality today. Adultery is called free love. A man that is a drunken is called a respected alcoholic. A man who murders someone is temporarily insane. Satan is doing a good job of indoctrinating the world with new terminology. Nevertheless, sodomy in God's sight is the gross sin and the wicked sin of all. The fact that God has judged man in the past for sin of sexual sensuality ought to be a warning to our generation. God will judge any society that moves too far in this direction. And beloved, we are being judged today. Read Romans 1 when you get a chance. Now, in verse 8, Jews said that these apostasy rely on their dreams. They defy the flesh. They reject authority. They blaspheme the glorious one. He means to say that these false teachers and their followers were unbelieving and disobedient as the Israelite was in the wilderness, as rebellion against the authority of God as fallen angels, and as impure and unholy as the Solomites. Therefore, they must expect the same punishment. Beloved, we are living in the days of apostasy. And I know someone is saying right now, preacher, you are being too sensational. You are overstating the fact just a little bit. I really don't think I am. I really don't. Beloved, I want to give you a study. I want to pass on to you something that was passed on to me, a study that was made and some statement that was made by liberal preachers over a decade ago. And today these stats are even more shocking. Listen to this. And remember, this is over a decade ago when these, when these stats and this study was made out of a poll of 700 preachers. The following results was given. 48% denied the complete inspiration of the Bible. 24% reject the atonement. Now these are preachers now. 12% reject the resurrection of the body. 27% did not believe that Christ would return to judge the quick and the dead. 
A Washington, D.C. minister said, we liberal ministers are no longer interested in the Reformation argument. We do not believe we should even waste our time in engaging in it. So far as we are concerned, it makes no difference whether Christ was born of a virgin or not. We do not even bother to form an opinion on the subject. In Virginia, a minister said, We have closed our mind to such trivial thought as to the question of the resurrection of Christ. If you are Reformed, Baptist, or a conservative Christian wish to believe that nonsense, we have no objection. But we have more important things to preach than to debate or talk about the empty tomb 20 centuries ago. And I wonder what they are preaching about. They're not preaching to Christ. A leader minister in Washington, D.C. said flatly in our denomination, what you call the faith of our father is approaching total annihilation. Of course, there are some older ministers who still cling to the Bible. But among the young men, the real leader of our denomination today, I do not know a single one who believes in Christ or anything that you classify as fundamental. Beloved, that was given over a decade ago. And I promise you, it has gotten worse. Let me bring into the year 2023. T.D. Jake said that the church is evolving on the gay marriage issue. He went on to say the church should have the right to have its own convictions and values. If you don't like those convictions and values, and you totally disagree with it, don't try to change my house, move into your own, and find somebody who gets what you get about faith. Let me say right now, TDJ is an apostate. Pastor Clefford Dollar asked 200,000 followers for $300 each to fund a private jet. He went on to say, we plainly, we plan to acquire, we plan to acquire a Gulfstream G650 because it's the best. And it is a reflection of the level of quality at which this organization choose to operate. Clef O'Dollar, apostate. Some Texas leaders, faith leaders, supported Planned Parenthood funding. An open letter signed by 53 preachers protested the exclusion of Planned Parenthood from Medicaid. This is what they said. Uniting our share commitment to justice and religious freedom. We affirm the right of all women across Texas to make their own health care decisions, said the latter organized by the Just Texas, a project of the Texas Freedom Network. Eliminating Medicare funding for Planned Parenthood denies women and families that freedom and leaves many of our state's most vulnerable women without access to basic health care. The Texas Freedom Network is apostate. Joe Osteen published a book evoking the name of God as part of his prosperity gospel. He went on to say, when I speak this message, when I spoke this message years ago, I remember this concept was very well received. Osteen told Parade Magazine. The principle is that whatever follows I am will eventually find you. You handing, you handing it an invitation, an open door, and giving it permission to be in your life. The outline of Joe Osteen's prosperity gospel is God is a genie. Now buy my book so he can say I am rich. Joe Osteen is apostate. 
A man proposed to his boyfriend in a Texas Methodist church, and he had received a standing ovation from the congregation. That Texas Methodist church is apostate. Listen to this. A mega church in New Jersey is having a Star Wars event called Darth Santa. Han Solo, pastor delivering the sermon. Pastor Tim Lucas told the Christian Post, we are telling the story of a Christian from Revelation 12, which is very different than Matthew or Luke. Revelation 12 gives you a glimpse of the cosmos combat between the stars, behind the stars. And so we are keeping, we are uh, kind of using Star Wars as a tie-in to represent that. Lucas told the Christian Post that he expected 9,000 people to attend the Cosmos Christmas event. The church ho- has hosted 12 days of Star Wars Christmas, which began December 6th to lead up to the release of Star Wars The Force Awakening. This Sunday, the pastor is expected to dress as Han Solo during the weekly message. This church is apostate. A church offered tattoos during Sunday service. A pastor defend having a tattoo artist tattoo a member of his congregation live on stage while he was preaching, saying many people want to get a faith that can just be wiped off and used only on Sunday and not on Monday through Saturday. Whereas when you get inked by God, it is everlasting. It ain't coming off. This pastor is apostate. Apostate church is hosting a drag queen gospel holiday. And they are claiming that God is a woman. Beloved, I can go on and on and on. I want you to know all this is straight out of hell. Beloved, be on guard. Be watchful. Be alert. Don't get caught up. Don't become deceived. Keep your eyes on Christ. We're going to pick this up next podcast. You have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to Biblical Talks. This podcast is solely supported by listener donations. Please, Go to BiblicalTalks.com to support this podcast and have a blessed day.